nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Let's go. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Wow, what a weekend for gardening. Get to Fratelloni's. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 630, June 4th, 2021. The record for this day was 96 in 1968. And it was as chilly as 38 in 1990 and 1998. Just for some perspective, tomorrow's high is 92. That is presumed to be getting broken tomorrow. Right. And uh, just to steel yourself against a weekend of news hysteria, you know, it's summer. It tends to get warm, but you'll, you'll be fed hysteria. The previous record was 92 on two occasions, 1911 and 1925. Huh. So not much has changed. Yeah, don't tell uh, me. Except the Aquaside came along to improve swimming lives at beaches now kept free of weeds and muck by Aquaside products. Their pellets are their best seller. They're classic. They're as classic as an old Chris Craft boat. They're a White Bear Lake company. Aquaside products are easy to use. They begin working right away. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and the products are safe. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your problem and make sure you get the right products. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense. And avid golfer. Mayor, Joe <laughs> Sushima. You got one of them long shoehorns? Oh my God! You two are such it, no, dorks. I have one, Reavers. You haven't crossed the line yet because trying to put on a pair of shoes and with bending over to do it, you can't. I was given a what is that? A two and a half feet, three feet long shoehorn by my wife years Aren't ago. Aren't they wonderful? It's glorious. You know what I want to invent, and I think it's a million dollar idea. What? A sock horn. Where's the party? <laughs> you got a shoehorn. But I'm at the point now oh. where if I'm struggling to put on a pair of socks, you're getting thrown away. I'm throwing them away. You know what? Or I'll give them to the Goodwill. I witnessed my father-in-law try to put on socks. It's a, it's a, a B word. As an older man, and it it stunk. It was a it was yeah, a task. they're going to be okay. <laughs> I want up there, fuzzball. I want a I want a I want a sock horn. Okay, sock horn. I'll. Uh, I'm I'll only my buying socks now that have, that are very expanding, elastic. When you put at the top, so yep. you can get the foot in get there. That big boom. Block it's a boom. In there. Yeah. 
Boy, it's too bad we can't. Uh, we're not still live on the radio where we could take calls on this p- desperate yeah, subject. Now, you you like two horns and a long? Call me now. <laughs> Speaking of that, yeah, a really nice email from a guy named Steve Bourne. Thought you might get a kick out of this. I used to be a traveling salesman. Covered the upper Midwest. Cleaning out the glove box of the 07 Camry with 278K on her. Found the listings of all the stations you were on. Uh, only problem at that time was determining when you were broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, been with you since day one when you left early because I listened uh, <laughs> yes. to the big man prior to you. Yes. And I'm still trying to spread GL across this great nation, even have the sign in the yard. Happy Memorial Day, Such. Take care, Steve Bourne. That was That's very cool. kind. Thank you, Steve. Very nice. Did, wait, so did he send you a picture of his list of yeah. the different stations? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, we used to have on the, on the HRN, Hubbard Radio Network, we sure. had extremely loyal affiliates that were outstate, mm-hmm. including Duluth, Rochester. Uh, those guys were just fabulous, which is where we found Joe O'Brien. We've learned uh, quite a bit about the uh, so-called uh, opening of 38th in Chicago. It is not open. It is not open. Does everyone understand that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding. It's not open. The, the stuff workers came and they might have taken away a public works concrete barriers, but then activists scurried into place with, you know, old refrigerators and pallets, pallets and tires and what have you. And you know, there's some very telling information uh, in the Minneapolis paper uh, that indicates to me well, we've always we've always known it, but it reinforces that Minneapolis is in really a serious freefall. It's just in a serious freefall, and it will continue with this political group. They're not capable of handling this. Here's at a news conference, Mayor Jacob. This is a news conference yesterday. Mayor Jacob Fry said the phased reconnection of 38th Street in Chicago with the rest of the city had been planned for months, but isn't yet complete. He de- Here's your key sentence of the whole last 24 hours. Okay. He declined to say when he thought traffic would resume. Oh, Wouldn't that be the point, topic, Mr. Traffic, of reopening one. the intersection? Is this when he was interviewed while he was dancing? I don't think so. Okay. This was at his press conference. Uh-huh. We have Kenny today? Yeah, he's here. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm just sitting here waiting for something to be said, interesting to be said. Well, I find it very interesting <laughs> that the mayor cannot tell you when traffic will be able to use the intersection. Well, the answer is he doesn't have a clue. No, and I want to tell you this right now. Traffic will never use that intersection so long as you have these stooges in place. Mm. See, that's where I'm at. I'm wondering what the hell's going on with Agape if they opened it up only to be uh, let it be closed again and why aren't they reopening it and uh, dealing with these people? And uh, my trust in them is like at 2% at this point. I was talking. Especially now that we've learned what we've learned uh, overnight about them and money changing hands. I so, was talking to a South Minneapolis resident while grabbing lunch who works inside this building. And she lives not terribly far from that intersection. And it's her belief that most of the people that were doing that yesterday. They have no vested interest. Uh, Forty-year-old in, in, white people that are trying to not outreach. even that rook. It's 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 people that don't live in that area. It's people that don't have businesses in that area. But it's her belief that this is just a group of people that want this area to remain free from jurisdiction, free from police. That's it's an area where they can run and commit crimes and then go and run and hide into because they know they're quote unquote safe. <sighs> 
Well, so the, why the, hasn't uh, Agape handled it then? Yep, you're right. Well, and, and the other problem is the reason this will remain a place of malignant idleness is, again, there is no political willpower in the city of Minneapolis to address this. They just can't. Fry, I think, is tone deaf even to his own absurdity. Uh, oh, of course he is. He's just tone he deaf to even his own absurdity. What, what, what? I was sent a text. I don't know by which one of you guys. Of Fry dancing. Was there? A, was he dancing yesterday at some function? Some type of community event, but I don't know what the official. Yeah, I don't event know. Was. A, fr- a friend sent it to me, and I, I did not open it because I heard that he was wearing a um, girl's pants. Yeah, he had the mom <laughs> jeans on. Mm-hmm. I said yesterday that, or we certainly intimated or speculated that. Agape clearly was getting paid by the city. In fact, a lot of emails supported that idea, Mm -hmm. too. And uh, we now learn, and this is some pretty good reporting in the Star Tribune, because I frankly never thought we'd see this. Reed Forgrave and Susan Dew, I don't know if they they dug this up or if they had help, but uh, we learned the city had previously signed a $25,000 consultant contract with the Agape Movement to work with the Minneapolis Office of Violence Prevention. The organization focuses on young black men in South Minneapolis who are at risk of perpetrating or being a victim of violence, according to the contract. The organization, which has handled security at George Floyd Square, well, I don't think they did a very good job handling the security as it became increasingly crime Right, right. Also, they also walk neighborhoods to deter crime. A separate city contract with Agape Movement runs from June through this fall. This contract has Agape providing a number of community building health and safety services, all of which are unmeasurable, remember? There's no way to measure any of this for success associated with reopening. Let me start over because I interrupted my own train there. This contract has Agape providing a number of community building, community building, health and safety services associated with reopening 38th in Chicago. That's gibberish. The maximum cost of the contract is $359,000, most of which goes to pay hourly rates for Agape personnel. Okay. The city of Minneapolis has a mayor and a city council that can't do this. They have funneled it off to former gang members who are trying to get their act together and trying to persuade young people. That's, that's what, admirable. That's what we're told, uh, trying to persuade uh, gang members to get out of the gang movement. That's who the city turned to, ostensibly to reopen a, a conventional intersection of public commerce in the city of Minneapolis. And, the, and, and that's now failed. The Agape movement failed to get this open. It's not open. It's not open. No. Well, it's pretty obvious to me that the blood still run that part of town. Uh, you, you know, the, the violence that went on all the last year, Agape did nothing to quell that, quell, mm-hmm. squash it. You know, one of their own members, actually, I don't know if you remember this, was shot and killed mm-hmm. um, in that, trying in that to, neighborhood right on the corner, 38th and Chicago. Try, trying to intervene? Trying, was yes. that trying to yeah. de-escalate? Yes. Yeah. That, right. was what, that was this spring. That was yeah. earlier this spring. Mm. The ex-gang members who make up most of Agape movement are trained in verbal judo. 
I don't know Hi-ya! what that is. What is that? Hmm. To de-escalate confrontations. Well, God bless them. I wish they were successful. They run youth basketball and baseball programs, and they have a mentor, a mentoring program within the juvenile justice system. The organization is also involved with annual pilgrimage trips to Africa for young black men. All right. What is verbal judo, the court of blood technique? I have no idea. It's, uh, it's what you do to me when you... Uh, <laughs> what, what's that word? The, um, antagonize. No, the mind. Uh, oh, Jedi mind trick. Jedi mind yeah, trick. I, you're perfect for that. Yeah. You are. You're. You're powerless. Over well, me. that's what this. This verbal judo must be the Jedi mind trick. Hmm. So we've learned quite a bit in 24 hours. The uh, reopening has been a complete failure. Uh, can I? Can I ask you a question before you move on from that very mm-hmm. point? Last night. Um, there was a lot of destruction. Not a lot. I should I should rephrase it given the context of what we've gone through the last 16 months. Oh, we're going to that next. But go ahead. Okay, so there was there was quite a bit of destruction last night in the uptown area, and I'm wondering, there didn't seem to be a terrible amount of coverage of that when we all knew once we heard what happened yesterday afternoon, what we should expect to come not only last night but I feel throughout the course of this coming weekend. Is that is that a fair assessment? Um, I, I can't address last night, but um, Channel Five and Ashley Zilka were uh, on it yeah, this they morning. Were. Okay, yeah, there was a ton of coverage good. this morning. Okay, on good. Five. Good. 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 Well, get this: it was the play story in today's New York Post, and it was the play story on the national Fox News. <clears throat> Minneapolis, of course, is now going to be in that kind of uh, lens. Uh, Minneapolis has become so deteriorated, and, and it, it's becoming Portland-esque, or it already is. And uh, now it will always gain the attention of it. it was uh, it was it made the Daily Mail, the Uptown confrontation, uh, rioters in Minneapolis, and that's all they are is rioters. This had nothing to do with seeking justice or emotional no, trauma. No. Or, Mostly peaceful protests. Yes. This was a bad guy. I was a bad, bad guy. guy. I had to give the talk this morning. Don't go to Minneapolis. I told my uh, two oldest, mm-hmm. you don't, may not go anywhere right now in Minneapolis. And what a horrible thing to have to tell someone because I feel bad for Minneapolis, but I don't want anybody Sorry. going to Minneapolis. And ostensibly, uh, are we to? Well, let me let me backtrack. Rioters in Minneapolis reportedly smashed windows and lit a dumpster on fire Thursday night near a parking garage where an officer, uh, I think it was a U.S. marshal. Fatally shot a suspect wanted for unlawful possession of a firearm by a felon. Uh, the suspect accused in a homicide didn't follow commands from the U.S. Marshal Service task force made up of local law enforcement and pulled out a gun during the attempted arrest. Uh, Fox 9 in Minneapolis reported citing authorities. He was pronounced dead at the scene. The dumpster eventually melted into a puddle of fire. A KSTP TV reporter at the scene tweeted, the few dozen protesters continued to add items to the dumpster to keep it burning. Firefighters eventually arrived and extinguished the fire. Police reportedly took around 40 minutes to respond after it was lit. Some who remained at the scene late into the night smashed windows of businesses and looted at least two stores. Uh, we don't know why. They, they were, they're just a criminal element. They're, they're, they're just feral. Uh this is according to an independent photojournalist named Rebecca Brannon. She reported the police were moving from business to business to prevent looting as protesters remained on the street past 2 a.m. Vandals also tagged a building near the shooting scene with anti-police graffiti that said kill cops and no trial for them. 
Uh, police used tear gas in an attempt to disperse the protesters. Brannon tweeted the police had arrested some protesters, but no details were given. Uh, the it, It's quite clear to me that the people who wreaked this havoc had no idea what the cops were facing. No. They were facing a really bad guy who uh, had a warrant for his arrest. And let's keep another thing in mind. This wasn't the MPD. This was federal marshals. But he was also... Well, being uh, assisted by... Sorry, yeah, you're right. Sorry. And his, his felonious activity was due to an illegal firearm. So right there, red flags are up. They're, they're on guard. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the Such- second guy we've heard of wanted for a firearm uh, on a homicide charge who wasn't in jail. So you said something along the lines of just, just a, minute, a few tell seconds. I'd lost my Hold head. on, his headphones came unplugged. Headphones. Ahead, I'm Karen. back. Uh, you said just a few seconds ago that the crowd rioting uh, might not have known that he was a bad guy. Um, even if they had known, that wouldn't have made any difference at all. These are opportunists. Uh, we've talked to the Reverend Tim about this. These, these are thugs and opportunists that will use any excuse at all to riot and uh, trash buildings and, and loot. And even even if those that reacted initially, we knew by what, 4 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday, that this was a really bad guy, and that looting and rioting went on throughout the night. Well, then a couple of questions. <clears throat> uh, I, I hope Minneapolis makes it through this spell of 90-degree weather. And number two... Uh, how far away are we from the behavior last night happening completely independently of any police activity? Yeah. Right, now, this, well, right now, this looting and rioting is hinged, however loosely, or pinned, however loosely, to, a, to an activity of police work. Right. When, when will that stop and we'll just experience oh. looting without any connection to it, there being a police activity? Um, separate from this, because I think Reavers might be onto something. I, I think it, it might be a tense weekend in, in Minneapolis, yeah. uh, and and they'll blame this shooting. Um, but to answer your question, I, I I don't think we're that far away. I mean, we're we're headed towards Portland. That, that's what we're doing here. Right. And we if- can't. But, but we can't. We know how bad Portland is. There has to be someone, realistically. Uh, in Minneapolis, that says we can't be Portland. It's it's anarchy. It's it's no, horrible. There, it's not a good situation. There isn't, there there isn't. isn't anyone Gosh. politically capable of that. And no, I I no. hearken back to my wish that there was still what I called the brotherhood. Yeah. You know, right, right, we, right. Get the owners of the sports teams and uh, and the problem. Your, your is mayor, the, your mayor is dancing in the street in capris. Right, okay, right. You think he's capable of shutting this down? <laughs> and no. the other part, the is, governor. The governor will not acknowledge any of this, mm-hmm. so he's not capable. And the other problem, too, rookie, and I, and I hate saying this, but the message would be, would fall on deaf ears because right now there are too many people that just flat out don't give a damn about the city, the residents, or the well-being of this community going forward. They but don't care. They're imploding, though, and only hurting themselves. If you burn up the speedway that's on your corner— yep. You, you lose that. You've got to walk four blocks further. Well, what was the line, further. Such? We used it last summer. Um, suicide. Minneapolis is committing suicide. Mm-hmm. If we're not that far away from random violence having, having not to be 
inspired by police activity, just random <clears throat> violence for random violence sake, isn't that tantamount to saying we're not that far away from the police essentially giving up on on going into parking ramps and getting alleged uh, murderers off the street. Do you blame them? No, of course not. Well, and then once the word is out... In other words, normal police action yesterday ostensibly resulted in the, in the riotous behavior in Uptown. A normal mm-hmm. police action, which unfortunately involved a death. But you, the cops... Did you see the video of these two kids who escaped their home... Uh, the uh, Methodist Florida. home they were in, and Florida. broke in, yeah, broke into a house, and yep. and got the guns and began shooting at the police. Did yeah. you hear what the one cop said as as he's yeah, looking at the gun pointed at him? Don't make me do this. Don't yep. make me do this. Mm. Don't do they it, were kid. Begging and pleading with these kids yep. to stop. Shooting. Please don't make me do this. Be careful where you work. Be careful where you work. How about escape to Mendoza? That's what I would do, man. Rolling hills, campus, trees, shade, beautiful lawns, locally owned and operated center point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park, an eight-building campus where you're going to avoid all the hassles of downtown, the traffic, the congestion, the elevators, what have you. You get your own single-floor office. You park free in front. There's great spots outside to have lunch on days like this. You can customize the office space to get exactly what you want, and it's close to everything. The airport, it has easy access to Highway 55, 62, 494, and 694. Let you and your employees work where it's easier and more comfortable to work. You can find out more at escapetomendota.com. That's one word, but you can get some flyovers and the neat drone stuff and just see for yourself what a lovely area this is. Escape to Mendota.com. Boom. Hey, GLers, it's officially mosquito season. If you're getting eaten up in your yard, please call my guys at Mosquito Shield. They are owned and operated by GLers. Fantastic people. Ray and Mike, they are a father and son team who own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. They've been at it since 2014. And now in western Wisconsin, listen to this. Jay was so impressed last year by Mosquito Shield ads on GL that he wanted the service for his yard. So he said, heck with it. He bought his own franchise, and he is now serving western Wisconsin. These guys are legit. I've had them done in my yard. And here's why it's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. They will take great care of you and your yard. Do this right now. Find them online at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. Click on the locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin and you'll find them. Or just give Ray and Mike a call at 612-619-1556 for Minnesota Yards. And for Western Wisconsin, you can call Jay or Jack at 715-410-4221. If you mention GL, you are going to get $75 off your service with Mosquito Shield. Hey, Goose. Goose, where is he? Bogey's at 12 o'clock. Goose, where is he? Talk to me, Goose. Joe has four things playing right now on the scene. Why is that? He likens himself a little Tom Cruisey. He's Joe Suchere. 
Because I pulled it down because you're playing six things at once. He can multitask. He's known as Juice Joe Souchere. You can call him Maverick. What do you got, Kenny? Uh, oh, is it my turn? Is yeah. that why you're all quiet all of a sudden? I have free stuff, dummy. We're going to give away some seafoam swag and product right now. Uh, Who's a Maverick? Product. The pilot. <laughs> Top Gun. Top oh, Gun. that thing. Maverick yeah. and then Goose was his... Yeah, uh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Have you not seen Top Gun? I probably did. And then Hollywood... Yeah, I don't think it rated real high with me. I think Hollywood is with Iceman, right? Hollywood. I bet they use a lot of seafoam on the set there with all those airplanes. Remember the scene where he's racing the jet down the runway, no helmet on? He's got to be doing about a buck forty with no helmet. I bet the adrenaline was running. Remember that Maverick? I do. I do. I do, Maverick. All right, we're gonna uh, start over here. I'm gonna reset this clock, and uh, we're gonna give away from some seafoam swag and product. Uh, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. I've got a greasy hat here full of names, that, uh, and I've drawn one winner, number 45, Ron Nelson from Andover, which is actually one of the last letters I received. His daughter had a 2006 Ford Fusion, was having trouble starting. Mechanic said, nope, that's it. you got to replace all of the injectors to the tune of hundreds of dollars. You know a kid doesn't have that kind of money. Uh, good old dad, he said toss in a can of sea foam, then toss in another can. She threw in, a, over the course of a month or so, about four or five cans. Guess what? That thing starts perfectly. It's been running wonderfully for the last year or so. Sea foam is really good stuff, says Ron. Uh, if you want some free sea foam garb and product, you've got to send your sea foam story to Olson at garagelogic.com. Um, and it's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It is, of course, Seafoam. Hmm. Maverick. Thanks, Ice. Mav. I really... Mav. Uh, Talk to me, Mav. I really, really am hoping that this... You know, it's summer. You get hot in the summer. Yep. There you go, Coach. Uh, right on, Dad. But we have the secondary problem here where uh, we've been... I think we've been spared a lot of violence by a very cool spring. April was a no. April was a non-factor. True. Had one nice day. Uh, now with uh, these these highs in the 90s, which I, I'm absolutely thrilled by, uh, they're going to continue through next week. Woo! And God forbid there's another reason to summon police for a police activity. Because that's all it took yesterday was that very brief spark by morons who didn't even know what the police were facing. Right. And, and, and again, I'm just wondering how far, well, this heat could tell this tale. The heat could tell the tale how far we are from just random looting and destruction mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with the police having to uh, take action right. in their role as coppers. Uh, and it's just a shame. And uh, the lack of political willpower is, is really it's speeding up the decline of the city. They're supposed yeah. to lead. They can't. They can't. They're uh... well, and think about just yesterday in general. I mean, how many times have you guys either taken kids or significant others or a group of friends on a Thursday afternoon for happy hour in Uptown? For God's sake, yes, yes. You know, this happened across the street from Stella's. I've been to that place a million times on a beautiful sunny afternoon. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen when they want to do the Uptown Art Fair? And they close down, you know, at night, you oh. know, where they where they just you're pretty much on the honor system, even though there's security there. That could be 
They might. I, I wouldn't I, go I, to that. Who's the council I don't member? Know if it's, it, I don't know if it's it's going to be as bad as you guys are making out. I hope not. I hope not. But really look what happened yesterday. As he sits in you, a you barn might, up in yeah, right. God's well, I, country. I, just think, I think you might be speaking a, a bit of hyperbole here. I, I don't think it's going to be that bad in Uptown. Alondra, Alondra, Cano. Alondra, yeah. Alondra. And who's the other representative of that area? Help me. I don't we know. said his Steve name Steve Fletcher, yes. Kevin Wright, Cam Gordon, uh, Felipe Cunning, Andrea Jenkins. Andrea, Andrea Jenkins. Jenkins. I heard Andrea Jenkins on the news. What did Andrea say? And Andrea was saying I'm that, not sure of her pronoun, so I just said Andrea. Andrea was saying that, well, we have to have this open because people are losing their uh, liberty and they're losing sleep and they're losing revenue. And I'm, I'm yelling at the TV, you brought it about, you moron. Right, this is your fault. This is your doing. And, and now you want to be contrite? The, this, is a, this is the saddest situation uh, 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 that Minneapolis you know has ever found itself in. You know what it's going to take, don't you, Joe? The only way that we're going to keep, like you said, the washing machines and the old cars and the makeshift barriers and all of that out of there is with a full-on police presence and maybe even the guard. And yeah, but that's then, not going to happen because, like you said, the, the political leaders don't have the balls to do that. No, and then even if you did that, you can re, you can imagine the resulting confrontations. Right. Well, there was already. Remember when uh, during the trial, and so many residents were complaining about how the militarized zone made me feel uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. O- okay, right. as opposed to the alternative. Mm-hmm. If you're li- if your GLer is listening to us elsewhere in the country. I can't emphasize to you enough, uh, I don't know what you've seen on your local news gathering outlets, but I can't emphasize to you enough that what you heard yesterday is just absolutely not true. Uh, The intersection in uh, South Minneapolis of 38th Street and Chicago Avenue is not open. At the very least, it's not open to traffic, which would be the definition of an intersection being open. Because Not to these salon dwellers, though. They might figure if you can walk through it or you can bicycle through it, it's open. <laughs> but it's not open to traffic, so don't, don't believe that nonsense. And uh, so it was what, what would briefly, the- it was briefly supposed to be open. I mean, they removed the concrete barriers. Um, they didn't throw anything away. They didn't trash anything like you'll read in some of the national reports. Uh, they just moved everything aside. They put up um, the, the, the uh, cl- what are the, the roundabout signs because everybody's going to drive around the fist. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like you said, the activists moved in, and they don't appear to be residents, at least not local residents, and they blocked everything off again. Mm-hmm. Did you guys listen so to Fry's it, press conference yesterday? I did not. I listened to it back. I, I, some of the edited. I have to admit, I uh, sat here and waited for it to start, and he got, oh, I'd say 30 seconds in, and I, I couldn't take it. I, just, I kind of I, reacted the same way. I lasted a few minutes, but there was, I lasted a few minutes. There was this sense of him almost taking a victory lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we've worked so hard. I thought, bro, we are you, from- you are so... You haven't hit the first turn. He's tone deaf to his own absurdity. Yeah. 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 That's a great way of putting it. I I just couldn't believe it. Melvin Carter. one of the more absurd people in the country. Melvin Carter is a stalwart compared to this guy. I mean, isn't that something? Yeah. 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 Got to get the wax out of my ears to hear that. Uh, When I saw him dancing with the capri pants on, I I just thought, oh, my God, the end is here. 
and obviously he was trying to pretend that he was part of the neighborhood and blending in and, mm-hmm. and uh, no, you're a moron. And uh, because you're a moron, your city is going down the tubes and there's no one to stop it. And I, I am surprised a coalition of big hitters. I don't care what race, I don't care what gender. I'm surprised a coalition of big hitters hasn't gotten together, gone to his office, sat him down and said, listen, you little punk, we got a lot invested here. We've had a lot invested here historically, and we're not going to sit here and watch you squander it away. So you get your ass on the phone and you call Arredondo and you say, no holds barred. Yep. Target, Wells Fargo, Target's got to stop this. Oh, we want to be wishy-washy. This is business. Uh, Wells Fargo. And then, uh, you US little pa- fruitcake, you move out of here and run for mayor in some town with a population of, what, 600 people. No, no, no. Leave those no, cities no, alone. No. 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 Look no. to Kenny. Run out to the East Coast. Go out to the East no. Coast. Go to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Just okay. get out of here. Like Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave. Except, except again. And this is another oxymoron. If he isn't elected, Minneapolis is even further doomed. Because the people running against him are crazier than he is. The great thing, Joe, about small towns is uh, we're not going to allow the likes of him or the governor into our town. Could you imagine if a candidate like Fry tried to get elected in Alexandria? He would be laughed out of town. Uh, good morning, Joe. I came across this article. Uh, I didn't see it in the news story. Oh, the only mention the $25,000 consultant contract. Uh, again, this is from uh, from Sanibel, and uh, he, he, he missed the part where they did mention the three hundred and fifty nine grand in the, uh, yeah. in the uh, uh, Star Tribune well, story. Star Tribune had it, and uh, I also saw it on NPR's website. It seems that every single black organization seeks economic support from anywhere. It's all about the money. Their agendas are always nearly seeking money, much like the schools. There will never be enough. <laughs> As to your comments on vaccination disparity, I could not agree more. But then again, the goal of the groups is money. He's, he's, my, my comments on vaccine disparity were, quit s- singing me this sad song about mongs, mongs and Latinos and Hispanics and blacks. Uh, they're underrepresented in the vaccine. Then go get one. Right. Just Problem go get solved. one. Problem solved. Next item. Uh, I wonder if Target will ever have misgivings about their major contributions to BLM after another night where the street thugs forced them to close as they went about vandalizing and looting stores. We are back at our Minnesota home and wish that we were still in Florida. Uh, P.S. My brother is going to have his 90th birthday, June okay. 12th. He listens to your podcast. He is a Marine Corps vet who was wounded at the Chosin Reservoir in Korea, I think, and had to pull a body over himself to avoid being killed when being overrun. If you could say happy birthday to a great living American, it would be great for him. I'll see to it that he hears the podcast. P.S.S. What could I purchase for him, for him from your catalog of sushire items? Man, that catalog is a little thin right now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wafer, wafer thin. Yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Do we, wait for wish, do we wish birthdays? No, not to a Marine that you, had you a You do to a 90-year-old like Marine vet. <laughs> you do? Okay. Jimmy, you didn't give him his name. Happy birthday, Jim's brother. God love you, Marine Thank you Corps for your vet, service. 90 years old. Wait, 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 wait. Rook, um, let's let's place a wager uh, on the mayor, shall we? Did uh, did Jim uh, properly put the name of this uh, of this veteran, or did Joe 
misprint that particular email and it was cut oh, off. It's cut off by the uh, underside because he two-sided it in some some sailboat. No, nope, I'm looking here. I'm looking. Uh, Can you imagine? Not there. How afraid and brave at the same time that that 94 year old was at the time. 90. 90 year old at the time. Well, I suppose you got to do what you got to do. You have to do what you got to do, and not yeah. thinking. I mean, I can't imagine. The mentalness, Oof. the toughness of those guys, war, World War One and Two vets, Korean vets, Vietnam, Afghanistan, all those guys. Escape the noise of the rest of the world, will you? How so? Go to Giants Ridge. Oh. Probably a little cooler up in that corner of the state, too, mm-hmm. huh? Although this doesn't bother me. I love the heat. I would love to play the quarry and the legend That's on a day cool. like this. Those are the two of the best public golf courses in the country, and they're the greatest value in Minnesota golf. And as I've told you, it's more than golf. It's hiking and water recreation and biking and they have the largest lift served mountain bike park in the midwest great lodging great food and a 37 hole special play the legend and the quarry on the same day 36 holes of minnesota's best golf plus lunch between rounds for 160 dollars on weekdays and 175 dollars adding that's plus the tax on weekends Oh, that is fantastic. And they'll help you. You want to bring up family members or your buddies and put together a tournament, they're there for you. They handle groups of eight or more with group golf rates. Joe, Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. advise your listeners to book it for next week, Friday, 84 degrees. Oh, boy. That's perfect golf oh, weather in Bawabic. Oh, boy. View 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. Learn more or book tee times online at GiantsRidge.com or by calling... 218-865-8030. Well, the sun is up somewhere, and DK Mags is open on Old 8 in New Brighton. DK Mags, the place by which all other shops are measured. Uh, they're also all over the web at dkmags.com, a very nifty YouTube page demonstrating the latest and greatest. They also own Monticello Gun up in Cello. And boy, both shops have been as busy as ever lately. They've been keeping a pretty good inventory, keeping prices reasonable. Uh, Both stores just received a pile of inventory, so things are going great. Shelves are stocked, and they're ready to serve. And when you stop in, you'll be treated like a law-abiding citizen. The staff always happy to answer your questions, help with orders, set your mind straight, send you home happy. And because they deserve it, law enforcement, first responders, current military veterans, all of y'all get an additional discount. I'm talking Monticello Pawn and Gun and DKMags.com. Gun shops run by GLers for GLers. This is Patrick Gracie with the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? The Canopy Group believes it's the graduating classes of 2021. What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges in their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students are finding new ways to celebrate their milestones and their success on this journey. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through communities and see dozens and thousands and hundreds of yard signs. It uh, It is amazing that what these graduating students have gone through, and they deserve the spotlight, for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2021. I swear to God, I'm. you know what, Rook, you're taking over. By the way, yesterday, I'm going yeah. to head out. It's all good. This is a 
Chris, am I doing something here? Yes, hey, you Chris. are, Kenny. Chris. Wait, Joe's got to play a liner. Latte schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. When are you guys going to start working from home again? It's Fun Friday. Here's Suchi Boy. We don't do that. This show is better than a Monday. It's Fun Friday. <laughs> On Fridays, we don't even try. We well, take it like up Monday. a notch. Oh, God, when I hate when you guys do that. I just hate it. If you're going to tune in, we're here to, a to Friday kill show. time. No, we're not. Yes, we are at one. Stop those phrases. <laughs> Speaking of time, GLers, it's trigger time. First off, uh, thanks to all of you that have already contacted Aim High Construction. The rest of you GLers, I know at least some of you are thinking about it. It's time to get on the web. Log on to aimhighconstructionmn.com. See what Chris and his crew can do for you. And it's almost anything from what I can tell. Uh, roofing, siding, decks, kitchens, on and on and on. Basements, flooring, countertops, um, big buildings, commercial buildings, outbuildings. Uh, they do it all. And, oh, yeah, keep them in mind for storm damage, too. Don't be going with some knucklehead with Texas plates on his truck driving around neighborhoods. Call guys that know what's up. Aim High Construction MN can help you out there. But uh, since this COVID nonsense screwed everything up, we need to give them time to find the right materials. Yeah, prices have gone up quite a bit, actually. Uh, but Aim High, their labor costs, they haven't gone up at all. Uh, so if you're thinking about a project, have Chris at Aim High price it out. And as material prices go back down... Aim High is going to revise your bid to reflect the market. They do everything. They do it perfectly. These guys are perfectionists. Aim High Construction, MN.com. Uh, Don from uh, Garner, Iowa, wrote me this morning. Uh, Joe, I just got done with my morning walk down the service road of life listening to yesterday's podcast. I was anxiously awaiting the interview with Rashad Turner, only to be disappointed by his decision to stiff GL. I was pleased to hear your commentary along with the wonderful thinking of Dave Bliss about Mr. Turner and his displeasure with BLM's opposition to charter schools. Those profound thoughts made me think of a quote from the great living American Thomas Sowell. His call for emphasis on education versus the redistribution of wealth, which is something BLM has called for repeatedly, closely aligns with the thoughts from Mr. Bliss. It also ties in with what Reavers has said about Walls, his desire to gain and maintain a position of power. Here's Thomas Sowell with just some of the most beautiful writing from 2012. The history of the 20th century is full of examples of countries that set out to redistribute wealth and ended up redistributing poverty. The communist nations were a classic example, but by no means the only example. In theory, confiscating the wealth of the more successful people ought to make the rest of the society more prosperous. But when the Soviet Union confiscated the wealth of successful farmers, food became scarce. As many people died of starvation under Stalin in the 1930s as died in Hitler's Holocaust in the 1940s. How can that be? It's not complicated. You can only confiscate the wealth that exists at a given moment. You cannot confiscate future wealth. And that future wealth is less likely to be produced when people see that it is going to be confiscated. Mm. Farmers in the Soviet Union cut back on how much time and effort they invested in growing their crops when they realized that the government was going to take a big part of the harvest. They slaughtered and ate young farm animals that they would normally keep tending and feeding while raising them to maturity. We have all heard the old saying that giving a man a fish feeds him only for a day while teaching him to fish feeds him for a lifetime. Redistributionists give him a fish and leave him dependent on the government for more fish in the future. 
If the redistributionists were serious, they would want to distribute is the ability to fish or to be productive in other ways. Knowledge is one of the few things that can be distributed to people without reducing the amount held by others. That would better serve the interests of the poor, uh, but it would not serve the interests of politicians who want to exercise power and to get the votes of people who are dependent on them. Thomas Sowell. How can that be argued with? That's just fantastic. Right. Wonderful. How can that be argued yeah. with? That's a good point. You can only distri- you can only confiscate the wealth that exists at the moment. Once you've taken my money, what incentive do I have to go make some more? Right. If you have got then, therefore, I'm now dependent on the so Politburo. bureau. So much in the same way. Why would I want to go get a job mm-hmm. when I'm going to continue to get the check from Governor Walls? That's right. Did you guys read about the woman who uh, allegedly was skimming money from her philandro, philando yeah. Castile That's charity? That's so bad. That's bad juju. Well, she uh, is a woman named Pamela Fergus, and uh, we have now the attorney general's office alleging in court documents that a local community college ethics professor. How do you like that one? Right. Wow. She's an ethics professor. Uh, misspent $120,000 in donations that were supposed to erase public school lunch debt. You are kidding me. No, remember Philando Castile worked in the public school mm-hmm. lunch program right. in St. Yes. Paul. Uh, Attorney General Keith Ellison on Thursday filed an enforcement action in Ramsey County District Court against Pamela Fergus, who received local and national attention several years ago for raising more than $200,000 in the name of Castile, a school food service worker who was shot by a police officer during a traffic stop in uh, Falcon Heights. That would have been in 2016. In court papers and statements Thursday, Ellison alleges Fergus, through her charity, Philando Feeds the Children, breached charitable trust by only donating about twenty grand to the St. Paul Public Schools. The rest... The rest has not been accounted for, Ellison alleges. All of the donations raised via online crowdfunding were initially deposited into Fergus's personal checking account. Ellison's office alleges that Ferguson uh, failed to register the charity properly, failed to maintain proper rewards, and ultimately failed to account for the remaining 120 grand and refusing to allow investigators access to her bank records. That's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And eventually invoking her Fifth Amendment right not to speak to investigators to avoid incriminating herself. Of course, she could not be reached for comment. The court action seeks unspecified civil penalties and fees. Well, I'll be damned. It's uh, it's really something that you're uh, you're an ethics professor. <laughs> uh, I think at Inver Hills Community College, uh, yeah. Castile worked as a uh, nutrition supervisor at J.J. Hill Montessori School, where he was popular with the kids, and on and on and on. Uh, Ferguson remains em- Fergus remains employed at sure. Inver Hills. Well, why not, Joe? You know, you know what? She's been there a while. What the hell? Uh, We just learned of the allegations today, and we are currently reviewing uh, the Attorney General complaint, Lise Freaking said in an email to the Pioneer Press. Uh, Also, she apparently worked for Metro State, but Metro State says she no longer works there. Her last day was May 7. 
Her initial goal of $5,000 via youcaring.com was soon shattered, and in interviews, Fergus said her goal of relieving student meal debt at J.J. Hill was soon to be expanding uh, uh, to be expanded to wiping out all debt throughout St. Paul public school systems. Initially, Ferguson, who didn't know Castile, had the blessing of Valerie Castile, Philando's mother. She called me on the phone and asked if she could raise money for the lunch debt, Valerie Castile said in an interview Thursday. I was thinking, sure, of course. Uh, at one point, Valerie Castile met Fergus and some of the students in a, hu- in a huge, uh, in a hug-filled celebration of the money being raised, according to the news reports, when Fergus presented a $10,000 check to J.J. Hill. But uh, Mrs. Castile's faith uh, didn't last. Uh, Valerie Castile herself trying to navigate what amounted to fame over the death of her son had secured legal rights to her son's name. I didn't want any money, she said, uh, but uh, I just wanted it to go where it was supposed to have went. I was new to all of this as well. Uh, Well, it sounds like... uh, Sounds like they had a bad apple there, allegedly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you start yeah. skimming and you well, put it in your own personal uh, account, that's mm-hmm. not, that's too, that's too tempting. Well, here's my question, because, I mean, she obviously is creating herself her direct path to go right into politics. So what office <laughs> do you think she's going to be holding right. here? Oh, that's true. Local, state, future. regional? You know what this taught me, guys, is uh, this is just yet another method that won't work for me with my get-rich-quick schemes. So no, I don't think we should even try But you know what's worth investigating? There is so much fraud with the GoFundMe. And, it, and it's a shame because there are a lot of people that are out there that are trying to raise money for a good cause. But there, there was a story, what, a week ago about the woman that was using the death of someone else's child oh. and was busted, you know, taking vacations and everything else. And I thought, this is happening all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame. Well, the decline of moral and ethical integrity is not limited to any one race or gender. No, it's not. It's true. all across all socioeconomic strata. It's all across the world. Mm-hmm. It's the world. It's the world. The, world. the whole entire world we is what I will take over. We are the world. We are the My ch- evil plan. Now, Rook, you're co-hosting <laughs> uh, Twin Cities Today. Uh, Twin Cities Live, Twin yes. Twin Cities Live. yes. Uh, in your, uh, this is a budding television career that you've. <laughs> yeah, you've, it's uh, in its infancy. In sure, it's in its infancy. Is, but yeah, you've, it's you've done it before, and they must have said, "What sap can we call on a Friday afternoon when it's going to be 95 degrees?" <laughs> right, and, uh, and they, uh, your phone rang. Here I am. Yeah, what do you need? Are. What do you need? What day? <laughs> what day? The hottest day of the year when nobody will be. Everybody will be out at the beach or out at the. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Umbrellas. The three of us will be glued to Channel I'll be 5. Watching. I you. bet Thank there'll you. be a food segment. Uh, there is rumored to be a food segment, and it has to do with steak. That's throwing you into the briar I, uh, I I didn't even know that at the time, but that just sweetens the pot because uh, Cooking with Dads, who is a, a big garage logician, uh, he so, will be there on the set. Nice. Uh, uh, how far into the segment with him are you going to say, wait, 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 wait. wait. You're, You're doing it wrong. All wrong. <laughs> you know what? I, I should do that, shouldn't I? Yeah, I should. should. Just, I will do that. Yeah. You know, You're doing it all wrong. What you should do is this. Yeah. And then he'll look at me like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Not who like is, that. Who Not like is, that. Who, I caught myself. Who is food with dads? Uh, that is, it's or cooking with dads. Cooking with dads. Uh, Rob, uh, what is his last name? Is it Peterman? Bretterman? But is he a local guy? Yes. Yeah, okay. he's a local and guy. And he has a show called that? 
Um, that's his um, Instagram. I see. I see. And he does all sorts of different. Um, well, then, if you were going to do this, you knew ahead of time. Why didn't you make a grunt run? Yes. Oh, what if you could have presented this guy? He's a uh, well. You know what? He probably knows about Grunhoffers. I'm and sure Hugo. he does. Yeah, he right. knows his he knows his meat is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's a meat guy. He's a meat guy. Well, then for he sure. knows Spencer Grunhofer. Five will get you ten right there on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo with the Wagyu steaks. Oh, I hope it's Wagyu ask from this Gun- guy about uh, Wagyu Grunhofer's. Steaks. Yes, I hope it's Wagyu from Grunhofer's. And the brats and the burgers and the meatloaf and the seasoning and the jerky. There's a new kind of jerky. Did I tell you about that? No. That's yeah, a creamery. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it because uh, it's a, a brand new deal. Uh, it's called Ellsworth Creamery Cheese Curd Beef Stick. Ooh. Sounds pretty good. Huh? That sounds really good. I've the had Ellsworth Creamery. Yeah. That that's a world famous yes. Ellsworth Creamery. Was that with, as in yeah. Ellsworth, Wisconsin? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. Yep. Yep. Rob Barrett is his name. Barrett is his last name. Okay. Well, anyway, Rob Barrett knows about Grunhoffers and the high quality meats that they have and the selection that's out of this world. I guarantee it. What a great grilling weekend. Get to uh, get to Grunhoffers in Hugo. It's right on the Highway of Love and Meat, Highway sixty one. It's right at the north end of Hugo. It's a Scramble Friday here in Garage Logic, and that can mean only one thing. We're going to take a minute to talk to our buddy Jim from down at Harmony Spirits. Folks, if you're unfamiliar, then shame on you. The best handcrafted spirits made right here in our own backyard are down in Harmony, Minnesota. Jim's on the phone with us for this Scramble Friday. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you? Good. Having a great Friday morning. Oh, man, I tell you what. So we want to get into a couple of things here in relation to Harmony Spirits, but uh, this is going to be an absolutely gorgeous weekend, and what a better time than to stop in and try some of the those craft cocktails at that beautiful tasting room down in Harmony, Minnesota. Yeah, we actually just added a few new cocktails to the list. So we actually have vodka seltzer on tap, barreled old-fashioned. So Ooh. it's actually uh, old-fashioned aged in the barrel. And then we got all kinds of different flavors you could add to that vodka seltzer to, to make it the taste you'd like to like to have. That's awesome. And I know you sent me a note earlier this week talking about, you know, basically the thing that I love the most about you guys is you are truly grain to glass when it comes to handcrafted spirits which is what I absolutely love about you guys. And you sent me this great note about Kent, who is a farmer in the Harmony area, and he basically supplies you with all the corn that you use to make the bourbon, the whiskey, the vodka, and the gin, doesn't he? Kent, for the last year and a half, has been supplying us with all the corn that that we use. Um, Kent's also one of our investors, so we have 47 investors and quite a few of them farm. So we're able to get all of our grains from within 10 miles of the distillery. And Andy grinds all those right on his dad's farm. And after we take the alcohol out of our fermented mesh, then Andy's cows get to eat all the spent grains too. The other really cool part is um, he's part of this group that's going to be stopping at Harmony Spirits this weekend on Saturday. Yeah. So Ken is actually part of this Cherishy's Two Oshkosh Flying Group. His group's actually certified for formation flying. So after they get done flying, uh, this Saturday, then the whole group's going to come to Harmony Spirits for a cocktail, and nice. they're going to have some food from a neighboring restaurant Estelle's. Should be a fun time. Nice. I also wanted to make mention, too, GLers, if you're already starting to plan, I know we are in the Reavers household for that holiday 4th of July weekend. A very, very cool car show will be taking place that Saturday, July 3rd, right there at Harmony Spirits. Tell me more about it. Great car show. Last year, we had about 60 cars come in. Uh, it's not, there's no classes. I mean, the cars are divided into classes 
basis for judging, but you can bring anything. We've had a guy bring a tractor, motorcycles, <laughs> rat rods. It's a real fun time. You get, get to look at all the cars and then uh, everybody that joins the, the car show with their classic or other type of vehicle gets a, a drink token. And so for $5, you get into the car show and then you basically uh, make a couple bucks by trading in your token that you get for coming to the show and showing your car for a cocktail. And that's what makes you guys the absolute best. GLers, continue to go into your local liquor store and please continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. You guys have done a tremendous job helping the Harmony Spirits brand grow over these last couple of months with the partnership here in Garage Logic. Jim, you guys are the absolute best. It's been a great partnership here in uh, in GL. Don't forget to also to sign up for that monthly newsletter. And uh, anything else you'd like to tell the GLers about the brand of Harmony Spirits down there in beautiful Harmony, Minnesota? Speaking of the newsletter, yeah, that's Kent and Jude or Jude Dornick are going to be the subject of our blog this month. So sign up for that blog and check that out. And you can learn more about Kent and, and the grains we use here. Keep up the great work, Jim. You know, all the cast of characters here in GL are big fans of Harmony Spirits. Have a great weekend, buddy. And we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Chris, am I doing something here? No. <laughs> Yes, you're going to listen to Pat and Joe yell at each other. Sit down and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Pat is on his way back from Duluth where he attended a press conference where Mike Randolph, the Duluth East hockey coach, well, you take it away, Pat. Well, he he has been, uh, he decided to resign after 36 years at Duluth East, including 16 state tournaments and I believe six finals and two uh, championships. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he apparently got in a run. He didn't say this, but uh, apparently some of a couple of the seniors uh, were not happy of their playing time. And mom and dad uh, suggested that maybe he'd cast aspersions on their talents or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard that he went and checked with the administration and found no support. So he decided to resign. So he's, uh, he, as he pointed out, I think he's the third one that, parents have gotten this year the lakeville south guy uh and i can't remember who the other one was but i believe it was brainerd i believe it was brainerd Brainerd, a brainerd guy yeah i don't know anything about the brainerd guy hockey parents uh, are the worst (laughs) they're the worst basketball can be a little bit uh, they can be Uh, tough no nothing nothing like hockey nothing like hockey Mm. it's uh it's it's pretty bad that's that's for sure joe let me ask you a question how did uh, how did your hockey parents handle your lack of playing time at hill (laughs) They were unaware of it. <laughs> you, Joe and I come up with the age from the age that if it was a home game, mom and dad might show up once in a while. But if yeah, it was not, a road, you can't even make that. You can't even go there. <laughs> if it was, what if it was Lamberton or someplace like yep, that, yeah. like thirty miles away? Hell no! <laughs> Tell us how yep. you did when you get back. Which of course Same was here, good because you can yep. sugar. You could sugarcoat your performance, you know, mm-hmm. when you got there. I was pretty good, but the rest of them stuck, you know. So, anyway. I don't understand the, like, the, the the need of parents to even attend practices. It's what? just beyond uh, my well, comprehension. I don't, most, most of the big-time coaches don't let them. Well, that's true. Practice. That's true. But at youth youth leagues, they certainly do. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I, I know that in Woodbury, where the grandkids are like, they're not – uh, A-teamers, you know, and, and like, this was like when they were 11 and 9. And when they had tryouts, I'm, I'm, for the 11-year-old girl, I know that it was this way, 
they put a big black curtain around the boards all the way around mm. so that the parents couldn't sit up in the stands and oh uh, and uh, help coach and uh, and have the uh, the girls keep looking up to see if they were doing something wrong instead of paying attention to the coaches and the Randolph and the, whole deal. the Randolph situation uh, garnered as much attention as it did merely because of what his longevity and his success. Yeah, it, his longevity and his success. I go back with him, Joe, mm -hmm. to uh, a star at Duluth Cathedral with the Traxel brothers and the Haney brothers and, uh, you know, a fantastic team. How old is he? Uh, he uh, no, I don't think he's 69. I believe. 69. He, 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 they won. Cathedral I played won. against him. Pro yeah, you probably did. I played, played against him. He played the three-state. They won three straight state titles, and then in '70, uh, Hill Murray beat beat them in the finals in his last ever game. Yeah, and I read something from 2011 that he was still plagued by that loss in mm -hmm. his last ever game. So he's kind of an intense fellow. I remember the Haneys and the Traxels, and now that you mention it, I had the the whole Hill team. Oh, obviously he was good. Played he was game. very he was very good too. And yeah. I think there were two. I think there were three Haneys, three Traxels, and two Randolphs. You know, <laughs> they all played at uh, Lower Lester Park. Uh, was the was the rink where they all played? But yeah, they were. Uh, but Aldrich Arena, I remember that being there for uh, some of the. I think seventy was the first year they let Blake and those schools in. That's what they called it, the Independent Tournament. Mm -hmm. But I remember Aldridge Arena being as jammed as you could get for that tournament. Uh, that you know, when when they before the uh, godless Catholics were allowed into the, right. the uh, public public school. Uh, so you think that you, you you may have shared a little ice time when you played left out, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at that. Look at that uh, suture hound the puck on that poor Mike Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> Probably skated but, my jersey uh, off. It is. Yeah, they, they were really good. I mean, they pokey. Remember pokey tracks? Yes, yes. And that's, Phil a good, that's a good hockey name. Yeah. I got to think it was because he was a poke checking fool. Huh? Yeah. Our, uh, that of it. Our, His, twins, our twins were a little error prone last night. Oof. You know what? I finally uh, sent out the epitaph on this team and have given up. Yep. The This team knows how to lose. Oh, boy, do they ever. They, they know how to. <laughs> Any variety that you want, they can provide it. Yep. A lack of hitting, a lack of pitching, a lack of fielding. Whichever one becomes the key to the outcome they will fail at it. They know how to lose. They Including are, last mean, I, night, Pat. They, they Twice this happened. The Twins claw back to tie it. First batter next inning, Jay Happ gives up a dinger. He did that twice yes. last night. Yes, yes, I saw that. I saw that. Couldn't wait to get out there and give it right back. So, Josh Donaldson finally has a game and it does it has 10 total bases. Uh, Sano only struck out once, right? Yep. Or twice. Twice. I think once, yeah. Once, and they still lost. When Sano only strikes out once, you got to win, right? Don't you? <laughs> hey, Pat, I mean. it, Pat, it's an, yes. in, it's an indelicate subject, but do you know any more about Garver than we've been told in the paper? I got to think the poor guy must have lost a testicle. Well, I don't want to go that far, but uh, I, I'm sure that they've uh, – 
Can those be repaired? That's what I'm wondering. Can you stitch one up? Nutical yeah, Naturals. Yeah. Remember the well, dog for dogs? Oh, okay. I don't know if those can be repaired. Dude. Man, I wouldn't want that sewn The closest up. I've ever got to testicles were the pig ones that you eat at the uh, uh, Rocky Mountain yeah. Oyster. Well, well, so what about, hey, guys, guys, what about Never inspected them. Jesus. I've got a couple I'm not using. I mean, you may as well give them to them. You'd want to be compen- You'd want to be compensated, though, Kenny. Yeah, but uh, what would we call them? Uh, not very um, well used. Why would the line be in the, in the ad? Gently used. Yeah. See, there's different classes, though. There's quality. There's classes. Are they used car dealers? Call them lightly used? Slightly used. Slightly used. Well, and you know, when they use uh, uh, phrases for real estate, you know, if they if they see a smaller home, they'll call it cozy. That's right. Cozy. Yeah. Or <laughs> never never saw the sun. Yeah. Or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never out in the rain. Never out in the rain. That's what it was. <laughs> now, I have something that's been on my mind oh. for the last 60 miles driving from Duluth. All right. Oh. Many years ago, I went to Duluth for a hockey game between the Surtees and the Woogers, two of my favorite guys ever, Surtees and Wooger. Yep. And the advertised wind chill that night when I drove home, when we left the arena, was 110 below. Really? The wind chill. Yep. And today, I'm driving back, and it's 92. Yep. How's that happen? This weather is just really, really weird stuff, you know? Isn't <laughs> well, it? you know what, Pat? <laughs> I, somebody deal? once told me it has <laughs> something like a, to do with the sun. It you does. Know, That's a Larry the, King column. The, it does sound like a Dotson dash. Dot, what dot, about dot. this temperature? Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Larry King, yes. I'm thinking there's 200 degree difference. How can this be possible? Okay. Same road. Here we go. I think Same you'd road. have a I think you'd be making a better point if you would have told me the night of the hockey game it was 92 and in June it was 110 <laughs> yeah, windshield. Right. Yeah, then well, you'd have, then you'd have something you thought was weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is. I think this is weird. It's this hot all. Of a sudden, I have a better so. idea. I have it's a be- not weird at all. It's summer, you moron. It's June. <laughs> Joe, I have a better idea. We were discussing Pat uh, a little a few minutes earlier about rookie is going to be on Twin Cities Live, uh, filling in for Steve Patterson this afternoon. Boy, what are they down to? Like the fourth teamer rookie? What? Yep. The, yeah, they went and asked the, home, the the homeless guys hanging out at the train outside. <laughs> they before that, they couldn't line any of those guys but up. i think what we should do rook is you know since now that you're in with tv station management you should ask if pat can fill in and do the weather based on this uh, a significant yes, that, would be, right. that would be one hey, i could about come on and say don't ask me i don't know <laughs> it has to do with the sun just we screw that up like the play-by-play if they brought us down there to do the weather. <laughs> this to me i just don't i don't get it I don't, I don't blame you it. for being frustrated, people. I don't get it either. Man. There's nothing to get. It's June 4th. <laughs> I know, but 200 degrees difference in the same road. I don't get oh, it. Oh, God, I love Unbelievable. Well, well. Boy, I tell you what, I never was more hopeful of not having a flat tire when I was driving home that night. Yeah. Well, I guess when uh, you put it on the same road, that gives it a different look. Yes. Yes. That's really that's really what you're talking about. How can I be on this road when it was <laughs> yes. 110 and now it's a 92? Yeah, I just don't get it. I mean, it's really, but then again, I think I'm getting a little older and losing some of my uh, my faculties. I think so, the too. The great John Gilbert was there today. Oh, yeah. 
John was there and uh, uh, he called me over in the corner and gave me the inside story. So okay. nothing's really changed. All right. Yeah. All right. You get back <laughs> since, on the road since, there, Slick. And I got to tell you something else. Yeah. When I worked in Duluth in 1966, yep. West Duluth was the most screwed up mess of streets and traffic and uh, everything. Right. And in 2021, it's only gotten worse. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought you were going to say They that. have detour signs that take you to a place and then tell you to turn around and go back. Yeah. You know? right. What Damn kind it. of signs were they? Detour. <laughs> Detour. Like the guy on sprockets. Detour. Detour. Hello, Detour. All right. This weather, man, I don't get it. I know you don't, but you'll be all right. He'll file another report at 610 and 710. It has to do with the sun. Pat, are you still there? Hold on. I think you do. Hey, That would be a funny bit to go to Pat for the weather. Just say, I don't get it. I don't get it. What's the deal? The sun did something here. The crabby weatherman. Well, you can know if you were driving up there in a new Volkswagen, you'd be air conditioned, feel just great. Even if it was the EV, the uh, ID fours have great uh, air conditioning, all the technology. Well, they have technology and stuff. Yeah, they do. They have technology and stuff. There's a good supply of VWs at Schmelz Countryside of Maplewood, southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Multi generational family dealership. They don't own 40 stores. This is it. They sell great brands. I love the products Fiat, Alfa Romeo, and Volkswagen. Right now, 0% for up to 60 months on 2021 VWs. The nine, uh, there's uh, ID4 is available for June delivery. That's new uh, EV. I've driven it's extraordinary technology. And I can't make you any promises on uh, the Fiat 124 Spiders because when they're gone, they're gone. The, uh, they're not being made anymore, which confounds me. I'm enjoying mine like I've never enjoyed uh, any previous sports car. Uh, check everything out for yourself at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. Big event coming up Thursday, June 10th. That's next week in Stillwater at Sodi Cigars. It's the big sales event with the Romeo and Julieta brand, one of the best cigars ever rolled. And as we know, the only way to make a great day even better is to put a flame to a great cigar. And Sodi Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater, that's the place to stock up a wide variety of cigars with a wonderful smoking lounge completely separated from the purchasing area with a state-of-the-art ventilation system. The guy at Sodi's, the guys there, they have the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you, even if you're brand new. Frequent customers, if you're not brand new, they usually sign up for this special membership. Uh, that's where you receive a personal cigar locker in the store and a 15% discount on all merchandise. They're located right off 36 and on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater. It's the last light before you head over the bridge. Hang a right on Osgood. And you'll see Sodi's Cigar and Pipe right on your right. You'll also find them on the web at SodiesCigars.com. Rook, what'd you find? Seven. What was I supposed to look up? Scramble. Oh, yeah. Finally. Thank God today is Friday. T-G-T-I. Scramble! 
You know it is. Raise your glass of Harmony Spirits. But if you're looking for quality water, you know, because you want great ice for that drink from Harmony yes. Spirits, well, then you need to look no further than my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer. They have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand all of the unique problems that Minnesota Water brings. They are an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer. So it's no question whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just simply want your water to taste better, they are going to make your water worry-free. I went through this process a couple of years ago. I ordered, Joe, the S650 water softener. Not the S650. Oh, the yeah. Convertible? It's got flames on it. This is rated as the <laughs> world's most efficient, and it's also based on independent testing from the Water Quality Association, who is the authority in the industry. Listen, make this easy on yourself. Go online right now. You can check out all their products and everything they have available to you at HoffermanWater.com or just simply give them a call today at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate. And please tell them that GL sent you. Go to the Google. Look it up. Right now. I hate when I'm here. Uh, and you can probably <laughs> so find it by just saying female crash test dummy. I saw this. I know, but I want her. I want the name of the uh, Washington D.C. Democratic House delegate, female, uh, a calling for this. And, okay, uh, I see I, it right uh, here. Yep. Uh, because Jordy and Kelsey and a bunch of other people had a great point. Uh, she's assuming the gender identity of a test dummy. This is a woman well, making, uh, whose whose name I really want. Yep. Uh, auto crash, Democrat in Congress. Yep. We're making that an issue now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Eleanor Holmes oh. Norton. Thank you. A non-voting representative of, of D.C. Kenny, she has called for uh, male and female crash dummies to be used in crash tests to ensure gender equality. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not, I'm not making this up. <laughs> sure this isn't a groin kick? Um, no, but according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the, auto, the manufacturers already do this. So this woman is not only oh. stupid, but her staff is stupid. <laughs> Women have achieved equality on the road when it comes to driving, but when it comes to safety, testing to keep them safe on the road, they are nowhere ne uh, near achieving quality, she said. Well, she's the Hank Johnson of D.C. Yeah. Who thought the island would tip over? Yep, Guam. Yeah. So, wait a minute. She's a non-voting member? She's a of... delegate, yes. Yeah. I'm not Congress? sure how that works. Well, well, why is she even there, then? That's a good I mean, question. Why, did, why, why not just put her out in the hallway and don't give her a microphone? <laughs> Isn't that something? And she's probably, she's if she's that stupid and she's that woke, she probably believes there's 64 genders. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. and capsize. <laughs> like my pontoon. <laughs> uh, we don't anticipate that. Yeah, we don't anticipate that. We don't that. anticipate that, you <laughs> idiot. She says female car crash victims are 73% more likely to experience serious injury or death than males. This is about more... Then differences in average height. There are other anatomical differences between males and females. Yeah, that affects how bodies react in a crash. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But so I, boobs are. I mean, for real. Is she talking boobs or 
But what I think is the interesting question is she's definitely part of the crowd in this country that thinks there's 64 genders. All of them have signs in their yard, by the way, that says science is real. But they think there's 64 genders. So, so what? How can she do this? Seriously, she's gonna. You know what? Other woke fools will will call her out on this, saying, "How dare you assume that there's only a male and a female? What about you know cisgender?" Someone, and, someone's that's in transit. Yeah, transition. Someone, you know. Okay. Cis is, cis is we are what we are. Uh, you have to go for the other ones. Well, I think cis. Are my cis? Yeah, I think we're cis. We we look down and we go, yep, I'm I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope Garber's doing that. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you. If I, I was can me. successfully sell mine to Garver, am I still a dude? No, no. Once you sell them, uh, you've lost your voting privilege. And well, he can't I've got half of the. You know, no, no, you can only vote for half a ticket then. But he can't do nudical <laughs> naturals because if you do that, he'll bark every time he comes to the plate. Yeah. Look, I got a quiz for you or guys. Or make a cat for, sound. <laughs> I have a quiz for uh, Matthew and oh. Such. R- R- um, um, Reavers, you can't partake because I think you actually pay attention. Okay. Uh, first question of the uh, quiz What is the product name of the best safe made here in the United States? Liberty. Oh, yes. Um, where can you get this safe locally? Maple Grove. Lock and safe. So uh, far, so good. Yeah. Rook, you are sweating bullets. You've got nothing for me. I was going to say more Acme. <laughs> oh, the one that Coyote yes, uses. Yes, thank you. That was my reference. Go ahead. Uh, one last question. Who yes. is the owner and proprietor of Maple Grove Lock and Safe? Uh, that is... If I remember correctly, Bill. It's Rich. Rich. Rich Dude. Rich has been there since the beginning. He was there when they opened. And by by they, I mean Rich. That's his pronoun. He actually owns the joint. Filling customer needs, what saving I meant his money. Was, for a- what I meant was when he sells a safe, he you know, let me finish. He sends yeah, someone a yeah. bill. His nickname is the Hey Bill, but his real name is Rich because this business will make him rich. <laughs> you just you keep talking and just auguring into okay. that corner even Save deeper. <laughs> rich and Maple Grove Lock and Safe offering full residential and commercial services, competitive prices from the little itty bitty compact units to the really big ones, even vault doors. You can find it all at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. You can also find them on the internet at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Brook, yes. I want your honesty. Tell me. When Kenny started that quiz, and he <laughs> no, let's not call it a quiz. And let's he just call said, it a random and quiz. he said the word safe. Yep. What was your cartoon bubble? Uh, I saw a just a box safe. What color? With a it was gray, <laughs> very dark, and and it had one dial on it, mm-hmm. and then the the lever to open it. Yep. And it was heavy. Yep. And it was just sitting on the floor. Right. And I don't know what the contents were in it, but when I did say Acme, I did uh, think of the uh, Roadrunner and the right. Coyote and stuff right. like that. So yeah. that was that was. Uh, that did was you also true. picture, uh, you know, the, uh, the 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 is it a stethoscope where they're listening to the uh, the the, oh, the like safe cracker yeah. like um, uh, what's his name that did Family Feud? Yes. Um, 
He was on Hogan's Heroes. How Richard was, Dawson. How was a money carried around in the wild, wily coyote days? What was what was the money? Uh, you, had in? A, you had a, like a, a satchel, yeah. a sack. And what was on the sack? Big, huge dollar sign <laughs> indicating that this was currency, That's not right. Bitcoin, no. not diarrhea <laughs> coin, not Doge coin. It was cash. I got money in here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh God, help me. Yeah, uh, this is just the way it is. Man, I hope you've laid in your e-bike from uh, EcoFun. Uh, in this weather, I think electric assist would be beneficial, huh? Yeah, going you up know? that hill at 90 yeah. degrees. Yeah. 90, yeah. Degree, 90 degrees. And they have the e-bikes in stock. That's important. A lot of, uh, man, a lot of uh, retailers can't uh, get them, but they've been doing this for so long and so well that they're taken care of by their suppliers. It's full line of Yamaha products at EcoFun Motorsports, uh, recreational equipment for kids, helmets, apparel, but the, again, the best four by fours. Yeah, I mean, for yeah, kids yeah. and for adults. Yeah, if you want to be a kid, ones. yes. And those scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. I was on one yesterday. I I, I've been, I need to get it to him to get it tuned up though. Well, it needs a tune. They up. have a pickup service. Okay, you, you're crazy not to take advantage of their great service situation. But here's the best part: you get your e-bike at EcoFun, you'll get the right fit. They're not going to put you on the wrong frame. They're not going to get you on the wrong tires, handlebar, seat. You'll get just what you need with the right accessories, and you'll be very, very comfortable, and you'll really like these people. It's right on uh, the Highway of Love, Highway 61 Um. in downtown Forest Lake, EcoFun Motorsports, only because they come to us all the way from Marleth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, Mm -hmm. from our friend Tom Lyman. I must say, I have an admission to make. Yeah. Uh, I'm making that up. He didn't send one yesterday or today. You're right. Rookie uh, went ahead and got all that for you. Provided you. I got to contact him. I hope he, maybe they're on the move again. You oh, know, that he could and, be. Yeah. He and Mrs. Lyman are traveling the world. True. Could True. be on the move again. Mm-hmm. It was on this day that John S. and Charles A. Pillsbury bought a third mm-hmm. interest in the Frazee mm-hmm. and Murphy, Murphy flour mill. mill. The Pillsbury the Company, company mark, marks the day as it's Friday shows and are on the this best. Day, on this day in 2000, yep. a statue was unveiled in, say it, Perrier, Normandie, Normandie, Perrier, Normandie. Yeah, uh, of four American soldiers who were uh, who died trying, trying to, to free, free the, the town, town from the from Germans, Germans during World, World War II. II. Yeah, I wonder if I get the time in the town. Citizens of the, the town and veterans of the 90th, 90th Division, division raised funds for the, the monument. monument. Two, Two Minnesotans. Minnesotans. I can marry. Are commemorated. I told uh, you we didn't try on Fridays. In the statue. Virgil Tabor. Of Bemidji. And Richard Richard. It is unusual for statues dedicated to the memory of common soldiers to be a specific individuals. Well, God bless the memory of Virgil yeah. Tangborn Amen. and Richard Richman. He was of Minneapolis, and Mr. Tangborn was of Bemidji. I'm glad we keep their memory alive and, uh, you know, fun and frivolity. And, and I hope to God uh, we hear from Tom Lyman again. Because the, I'm bit, sure we will. the bit only works. I would never do this day in history. It's right out of the old neighbor's playbook. Let's, it's the best bit you could possibly do. It's a standby that we should be doing every day without Tom. Well, um, we do it every day, but we started doing it only because, because yeah. they come to us all the way you know, from South Africa. It's, Kenny, it is hard to look up every day. 
Yeah. <laughs> let's tell him what happened. Yeah, tell him let's, what happened. let's give him a little inside peek. Chris, um, I Chris. said you tell him. Yeah. So, um, Joe, we, we got done recording Royce's segment, and Joe said he needed to grab some water out of the next room. And so Joe said, Rook, uh, why don't you quick look up this day in history? I haven't heard from Tom in a few days. Mm-hmm. Joe left. We were kind of talking about, okay, we have some such and such left. Joe comes back, oh, I don't know, three, four minutes later and says, Rook, what did you get? And I immediately (laughs) glanced at Rookie and saw the sheer panic in his face knowing... That bleeper didn't yeah, look up anything, didn't and like I lost it. Somebody was pointing a shotgun at him. He had right. the big that, eye. Uh, yeah. that act didn't happen. And sure. Kenny, you know what he said? I said, "Rook, what'd you find?" Rook says, seven. Right. <laughs> Hoping that maybe I could sidetrack him long enough to look up whatever it was that I forgot. And then we get the seven. what? I'll look it up myself. Okay, thanks. And I did. No, you did. I don't know why. I I really, if you want something done, you got to just do it under your direction. Under my direction, works. Three items, boom, we got them. He ended up looking it up himself under your direction. I like you to be technical and be able to use the printer and stuff like that. I know how to use it. Don't worry. Well, if you do know how to use the printer, then you need to go to Pod MN on your smartphone to pick up. Maybe looking for another maybe what's the the golf got to do pod co- podcast. Need a new golf podcast? No, I just listen to GL. All right, Garage Logic, you can do that. That's at PodMN on your smartphone, PodMN.com on your computer. There's a library of podcasts that have to do or are born in Minnesota. It's very entertaining. Check it out, PodMN or PodMN.com. Also, please do us a favor and like and subscribe the Garage Logic YouTube channel as I well. Went back yesterday and watched the segment that you posted on the Garage Logic YouTube channel, and uh, I think everybody should do that because there was a lot of information there. Uh, that is YouTube, subscribe, Garage Logic. It's just that simple. Thanks, Braz. Are you going to say your name on the Twin Cities Live today, Braz? Uh, Garage Logic, well represented. Represented in the food yeah. portion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go eat some steak. Have a good weekend, GLers. Goodbye. See you, bro.